0: So I want to remind us today of something of God's big mission. If you want a title, it's Filling the Universe with Christ. That's fairly big, isn't it? Filling the Universe with Christ. I'm going to reflect, not not in depth, but just reflect a little bit on Ephesians chapter 4. So let's have a look at that together. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that, lost it. (laughs) Except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. These verses have been key verses for our kind of churches over the years as we've focused on them and the gifts of people to the body of Christ. And I want to reflect on them a little bit uh, this afternoon. The context of these verses, which you may not have picked up before, is the ascended Christ. He who ascended gave gifts to men. Christ Jesus, who lived who died, who was resurrected, and now is ascended to the right hand of God, above every power and authority, has now defeated those powers. From the perspective of Ephesians, where the place and influence of the powers is quite big, it's given quite a bit of attention, Paul points us to the fact that Jesus took all that the powers could throw at him on the cross. Everything that they could lob at him, he took and nailed it to the cross and defeated them. But instead of remaining dead, he rose, overcoming all the powers, including death. And now he's ascended to the right hand of the Father. That's what Paul is putting the the context in for these verses that we know so well. Paul is drawing a picture for us to help us understand something of the reality and the power of the ascended Christ to overcome everything. And he quotes from Psalm 68. In Psalm 68, it speaks of the, uh, the victorious warrior, the victor- victorious parading king. The picture is a divine warrior who's gone out to battle and has defeated the enemy and comes parading back into the city. And what does he have with him? All the plunder, all the booty that he's won from his victories comes into the city with him and he's greeted and welcomed and cheered as this victorious uh, warrior arrives. That's the picture of Psalm 68. What Paul is trying to say to us is, that is what has happened with Jesus on the cross. He has won the victory. He has won the battle. Everything that could be thrown against him, sin and death, all the powers that are out there marauding around, trying to claim authority, trying to take control of our lives, they have all been defeated by this victorious Messiah who hung on a cross... And rose from the dead. He is the divine warrior. All those hopes for someone to defeat all this. Have come to pass in him. And now having defeated them. He sits at the right hand of God. And what does the victorious warrior do? In the battles of old. What would they do as they come into the city with their plunder? They share the plunder with those who have been fighting on their behalf. Or the members of their city. They give it out. They give it away. And what Paul is saying here is that as Christ wins that victory, he gives gifts to men. Those gifts Paul unpacks specifically here are named as apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist. But it's more than that, as we'll come on to see. It's about all of us. We know those gifts as the fivefold gifts of Ephesians. But actually he goes on to say that those gifts are given so that what? So that we all function. So that we all participate. Let me take from Nancy's word. So that we all receive a seed. Those gifts are given not to be anything spectacular in themselves. They have nothing to boast of because all they have is a gift from God. As all we all have. That is anything creditable is a gift from God. So none of us can boast. We just operate out of the seed that God's given us. And a call to plant that seed and to watch it come into fruition. And so the giving of these gifts, the plunder, the booty by the ascended Christ comes in the form of people. But it's about the whole body functioning and taking its place and doing this thing together in all kinds of ways. And what's the purpose? The purpose is to fill the universe with the presence of Christ. He who descended is the very one who ascended to the highest place, higher than all the heavens, in order to fill the whole universe. Wow. I don't know if I can quite get my head around that. The ascended Christ gave gifts so that the whole body could function and plant its seed and do its thing so that the whole universe would be filled with the glory of Christ. Amen? Amen. That's why we do what we do. That's why God wants us ready. So that we can plant our seed and play our part In whatever sphere of life God has called us to, so that the whole universe can be filled with the one who created it in the first place, and he can get the glory that is rightfully his. Businesses do their thing, don't they? They try to fill the earth with the sound of their gospel. Think of Amazon, (laughs) think of Nike. They want everybody to know who they are. Sports teams do they, their thing. They try to fill the, the, the earth with supporters for their team from whatever country you happen to reside in. They'll tour and they'll try and sell their merchandise. They want to fill the known world with their image, to gain supporters, to sell their product, to make money, to somehow get their image out there. We are about far more than that. We are about fulfilling the mandate that God gave to humanity right back at the beginning when he said, I've made you in my image and I want you to fill this earth with men and women loving me, serving me, knowing me, being in intimacy with me, who also are made in my image, that God's glory would fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. That's what we're about. That's what we're trying to do. And in Ephesians 4, it puts it in this way, that the universe might be filled with Christ. And so bit by bit, as we as church, individually and together, play our part and plant our seed, we are seeing this universe filled with the glory of Christ. Bring it on. Bring it on. We want more and more glory to go to him. We want Christ to be known. We want his character to be seen. We want him to gain the glory that is rightfully his. And this filling of the universe takes place as the multi functioning, many-membered body given by the ascended Christ does its thing. Places a high call on us. A high call on us. So for the universe to be filled with Christ... All of God's people need to fulfill their God-given works of service or plant their seed, to pick up the phrase from today. So how do we fill the universe with Christ? Well, we've answered the question in Hub in this way. We're saying we, we want to be a growing, diverse church that builds community and impacts society. Do you remember this? That's one way we've tried to express what it means for us to fulfill our part of the universe with Christ. Playing our part. And many of us are involved in all kinds of aspects of this. But one of the challenges that we face, that Andy was trying to spearhead for us and draw us into last week. Well, he has ever since we started the hub, actually. (laughs) Is to be more able to put the name of Christ on our lips and to share that gospel in a way that draws people to say, yes, I want to know that Jesus. That draws people to the place where maybe they've never walked with Jesus before or known of Jesus, but somehow we are equipped and able to communicate in such a way that they get a clarity about what the gospel is and have the opportunity to say, Yes. The gospel of Christ, then, runs through all these elements that we've talked about. A growing, diverse church that builds community and impacts society. The gospel runs through the whole lot. We are not just a social service saving the government some money. We're motivated by Jesus. And our desire and goal is to see the universe filled with him. Now, of course, we do serve. We do demonstrate as best we're able his love and his character and his mercy and his compassion. We do all those things, of course. And whether our motivation is acknowledged by those that we serve or not, we will continue to serve because it honors Christ. But we also want to be in a place where we can start to put Jesus on our lips more and more and more. For the hub, we want to be, as we've said, this church that takes its place as we grow, as we welcome all, as we create community, as we seek to transform society. But where do we actually do that? Andy talked last week, didn't he, about entering fields and sowing gospel seeds. Thank you for that, Nancy. I was thinking many seeds. You talked about one seed each. Whatever. (laughs) Andy talked last week about entering a field and being generous with our seed sowing. What's the field that you're called to enter? Or you're already in? What's the field that you're sowing in? Sowing gospel seed. And how are you and how am I doing in the sowing of those seeds? And let me say again. Of course, that showing includes simply being there, loving, demonstrating the care of God, the love of God, the kindness of God. But it's also in being ready to share the gospel, to pray, to lead people further in their journey towards Christ. And that's probably the challenging bit for most of us. I suspect most of us are pretty good, as God enables us, in showing care, kindness and compassion in the different settings that God puts us in. But are we at the place we really want to be at with sharing in word who this Jesus is and what he's done and how people can know him? I think that's the challenge for me and that's the challenge I suspect for many of us. One of the fields, as you know, I've bored you silly with it, for me, of course, is the running community. People who I've grown to love over the years that I've been part of it, people I long to see know Jesus. A good number of them I have had opportunity to pray with and to share with. And at times they'll come and ask me to pray for different situations. When I did lockdown prayer online on Facebook Live... I was largely motivated by wanting to give that community, many of whom were not churchgoers, many of whom I suspect don't know how to pray, but the nation was wanting to pray, wasn't it? And I wanted to give that community an opportunity to pray when they thought they didn't know how. And in doing so, I would take their prayer requests and bring prayer requests that I knew of, but also try to teach them to pray. I don't know how many of them know Jesus. I don't think many of them would necessarily call themselves Christians, but I wanted them to start to engage with him themselves. And so I'd say things like, you don't have to just pray when you're here with me on a Sunday night. You can pray anytime. This is how you do it. This is what it's about. Just turn your heart towards God. I'm trying to sow into a community and plant seeds. Seeds of the gospel. Only a few months back, I think it was, I was at Park Run. Um, I think it was in the autumn... Uh, after we'd opened up again and I bumped into a guy actually this guy uh, if you're watching Steve <laughs> this is you don't think he will be but Steve I knew Steve from uh, junior school and I would bumped into him in Parkland some years ago and I'm running around the course and he goes Phil Norris and I looked at him and went you know when you go it's too long ago to, and I, we realised who, 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 I realised who he was and every now and then we bump into each other and as I was chatting to him at Parkrun the other week he said I, I clocked in on your prayer thing uh, during, uh, during lockdown and he had needs that he wanted to bring before God, before God I guess things that were going on in his life and I had no idea that he had looked in I trust it's a seed sown in that man's life he's a good fella But that's what we're about, isn't it? Trying to sow seeds. But I would love to see much more fruit. I'd love to have many more opportunities to put Jesus on my lips to that community. And to lead some of them to know Christ. I've not seen that. I have one guy there who, Jimmy, he occasionally has looked in on me preaching. Uh, Good friend of mine. I've told him he's a person of peace to me in that community. Why? Because he was at ease with who I was as a a minister. He, he would banter, and in doing so, opened up the community to me. He gave me respect for what I had to share, and is interested in what I've had to share. was probably one of the first people to buy my book. He was very honest with me to say, I didn't read the whole thing, I skimmed it, and I've given it to my mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> but there are people like that, that I've engaged with and encountered in the community, uh, which is see, so, seed sowing, but I want to see so much more. Last week, when we were with the Forge Leaders, uh, at the beginning of the week, sorry, the beginning of the week, and we had Matt and Helen with us, who uh, I may have mentioned before, but they're from uh, Newquay in Cornwall. The field that Matt is trying to sow the seed of the gospel in is the surfing community. They want to do something and set up a, a place where the surfing community can engage. He himself is a surfer, so he obviously is in that community. But they've got a specific field in mind. That they want to sow the seed of the gospel into. After Andy spoke last week, Phil Thomas uh, prayed about it and came up with this prophetic word. Something he felt God had given him that I want us to read. I want to just read to you. I prayed about this and felt the Lord gave me an analogy. The analogy was of us all being asked to plant seed to grow vegetables. Rather like the dig for victory scheme in World War II. Just as under that scheme, people's circumstances differ, I saw several different situations. Someone living in a block of flats with only a window box. Someone in a house with a small garden. Someone who had an allotment. Someone working in a huge field like you'd find on a farm. I believe God is saying the mission field is everywhere. So again, the mission field is everywhere. For someone with only a window box, perhaps all they can do is pray for mission. For someone with a small bed at the end of their garden, perhaps their field is the corner shop or the post office counter. For someone with an allotment, maybe they have a bigger field. For running club, the gym members, the five-a-side football team, the work colleagues... In respect to the large field, he says, I believe these are too big for individuals. We need to work together in cooperation. I felt God say he'd already given us those large fields. Are we making the most of them? I saw the town chaplaincy, hospital visitors, street pastors, food bank, money lifeline, the safe, etc. Are we making of the use of these fields God has provided to sow our seeds? I suspect, and I put myself in the same boat In any of those fields that we're involved in, I suspect we're pretty good at being nice. (laughs) Pretty good at caring and loving and showing compassion. I suspect what we find more challenging and difficult is to put front foot forward and say, can I tell you why I do what I do? Would you like me to pray about that? Have you ever heard about how you can know Jesus? Those kind of questions don't flow quite as easily off our lips for a whole host of reasons, no doubt. But I think what God is trying to get us ready for is to plant that seed and to see it come into fruition. There are many, many fields in which to sow. And as we sow, we help fill the universe with Christ. As we receive and operate in our God-given giftings, received from Christ by the Spirit, we build the body and we help fill the universe. This gospel is cosmic in its scope. And we all know this verse, don't we, in Revelation chapter 7. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. We will get there. The earth will be filled with those who love and honour Christ. The universe will be full of Christ. And the call is for us to play our part as Hub Community Church in seeing Christ get that glory. In seeing this universe filled with him. And if we're feeling like we're hunkering down as Bob was talking about. We feel powerless and at times irrelevant. I want to remind you that it is the ascended Christ who has overcome all powers and all authority, even death itself, that has given us this commission and given us this mandate and given us all that we need to sow the seed and to see this earth filled with his glory and his praise. We may feel like the world wants to squash us and and give us a perception that we're powerless, but we serve the one who created this place. We serve the one who has overcome everything. And as we receive his grace, we can take our place. It's a powerful God. Our vision begins with getting a revelation of who he is, what he's done, what he's about, and saying, God, help me play my part in following you. So three questions for us as we come into land. For Hub Church, whether you participate in Hub Church online whether you participate in Hub Church through small groups, whether you participate in Hub Church through youth work and children's work, whether you participate in Hub Church through the new missional-making movement, Disciples, that Andy's been kick-starting, whether you actually participate in Hub Church through being here. The challenge is for all of us, in whichever way we participate in Hub Church, is these three questions. What gift or gifts, what passions have you been given by the Spirit In order to contribute to the filling of the universe, what gift or gifts have you been given that God wants you to participate in, wants you to function in to see the universe filled? What is your field? Maybe family, it may be a club, it may be the place you work, it may be your neighborhood, it may be a particular people group. Maybe the refugees. It may be the Chinese community. Who knows? What is your field that God has given you at this moment of your life, in which you can sow your sealed seed? And are you able to live out both the character of Christ and speak out the gospel of Christ? As I say, I think we probably find the living bit a little bit easier than the speaking out bit. But can we do both? Can we do both? None of us have arrived, have we? But I want to encourage you that if those questions you want help with, you want to get someone to pray with you, come and speak. If you feel like, "I, I just don't know how to share the gospel, ask someone. Ask Andy, he'd love to teach you. If you need someone to pray with you over what you feel like is the gift and passion that's not being fulfilled in your life. Get someone to come alongside you and help you function in that. Because we want to see the universe filled with the gospel of Christ. Amen.